It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Uh, what a great start. What a great week we have in store. I know you're supposed to keep it steady, keep it the same all the time, and let everybody know there's always something happening. You know, most hosts will lie to you and tell you, like, oh, we got so much to get to. Most of the time, it's like, eh, you don't really. You don't really have so much to get to. But this week, whoo, so much to get to. I don't know how we get it all in. This is one of my very favorite weeks of the sporting calendar, uh, if not my favorite. It's right up there with uh, the first week the college football gets underway because that's so overwhelmingly awesome. Like that, that's how much we love college football in the NFL. Like when the seasons begin, I'm giddy for a week. I'm like, oh, oh, games, they count. Here it is. It's happening. This is the confluence of so many different sports coming together and having pivotal moments starting with tonight's national championship game. So you like you have so many things this week. Yeah, this is a heightened moments week, whereas for me, like week two of the college football season is usually good because there are a lot of really good out-of-conference matchups in yeah, week two, yeah. and that aligns with NFL opening weekend. So you are entertained thoroughly Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, but there's a natty going on tonight. There's the Masters starting on Thursday. No, no, you can go. Well, I'm gonna go through them. Yeah, we got we got a million things. Just awesome. There's a lot on the line. Not opening weeks. Ah, you know, if if it's your NFL team and you lose the opener, no big deal. There's a lot of big deals going on. Yeah, it's fun. It is, uh, and it's just fun here too because it, it it also marries with typically. Now I know we got some inclement weather on the way, but uh, today is certainly beautiful. But it, it it's it's married with a good time of year too. So you have spring. I love spring, and uh, you know it's it, the temperatures aren't hot yet. It's glorious in the mornings and then the evenings, and then the days are perfectly fine. Uh, you know, so you get that. And you're outside more. You're doing a lot of stuff, and then obviously this is a build up, a ramp up to the spring game this Saturday. So we're busy. From a job standpoint, but this is also of our interest. We love this, and we love what we do, and we love Florida State, and so there's all of that going on. You have the Masters. It's Masters Week, and if you're a golf fan or even a casual golf fan, you love this week. And then there's the added infusion and intrigue and pseudo-mystery around whether or not um, the greatest uh, player or the second greatest player, depending on how you want to debate that, of all time. But certainly, no doubt, the, the the guy that moves the needle the most in Tiger Woods, whether or not he's going to play. 
Uh, Florida State just got swept by Notre Dame. We'll have the fallout of that and where that baseball team's at. I think there's some good things. So this is going to bother everybody. I actually, I'm still bullish on the baseball team. I really am. I mean, I think that they picked a bad time to have the entirety of the roster go into a hitting slump. Uh, but I, I'm all right with them. I think Especially they're going to be fine. Link Jarrett coming to town. That's yeah. Couldn't have been a worse opponent. Whom they beat, you know, last year, and, and he handled without a problem. Still, so. it's just you know, I know. Yeah, it yeah. invites those extra talking points. Yeah, no, but I mean, last year nobody went. Well, see, good thing we got the right guy. I, I think it's so unfair when he's beating Florida and Miami, nobody brings it up. When he beats Notre Dame last year, nobody brings it up. But then he loses this week, and they're like, "Well, we should have." I'm like, "Come on, man." So the the point is, um, I think, I, and this is, and listen, I'll rip them for this weekend, but I think that. What we're looking at now, you're getting into the meat of that. So there are some things they're going to have to fix, but there's some things that are doing well. Then you have uh, tonight's national championship game to talk about. Then you had a scrimmage over the weekend, which we're going to pretty much lead with because the central theme of this show and certainly uh, the week of the spring game is, in fact, uh, Florida State football and, and the importance of what we're seeing out there and what the coaches are saying afterwards. And then, of course, you have the Masters week. And then we have the opening day for Major League Baseball this week. It's incredible. It's awesome. And we're going to be on site on Friday. Libations Friday. Myself, Corey Clark, will happy hour get-together at the CP. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say it that way. I, I think you'll be there. I think others will be there. I mean, I, I think everybody's going to want to come out and have fun there. You look on your screen, if you're watching us on WarChan TV, don't forget to like and subscribe and share the wealth. Have some fun with everybody. But right off the bat, WarChan TV spring game weekend, the Jeff Cameron Show every day this week, and then on Friday, the Jeff Cameron Show 1-3, to three, and then we follow it up with the, uh, a drive out to the CP, the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill on Appalachian Parkway, which I look forward to. We're going to have a happy hour live from 5 to 6 that Corey and I will host. Uh, so same thing uh, like we do during the, the season. You can come by and or you can watch on WarChant TV and send in your questions or uh, hang out with us, whatever it is. If you're here local, certainly you can. Please feel free to do so. It's uh, it's a time to celebrate. And then Saturday is a lot of fun with the spring game, of course. Uh, let's let's start with the fact that you know Tom and I will be doing a pregame show on that day live, uh, building up to the actual spring game, and we'll be on site at Hotel Indigo. From 12 to 3. Now, uh, we get there a little early because that's a meet and greet where everybody can hang out and say hello. And we can get really, it's just the coming together of like minded, uh, fun loving, garnet and gold passionate Knowles who are uh, coming together to celebrate, uh, you know, that time between the end of last season, before the new season, and all of the change that has happened since. And let's compare notes and talk about where our collective heads are at. We know where our passion's at. All of those things. So that'll be fun. And then during the game itself, I know you're going to get together with uh, founder and administrator of Warchant.com, Gene Williams. It's like you've introduced him once or twice. Yeah. he's uh, He'll be joining you, and you guys will do a little watch-along together. And then there's a post-game call-in show that your guys are going to be uh, together on. People can be damn tired of you and Gene. Oh, um, that's, that's right. That's so will hours I. on end. Um, After we're done, Jamie's going to say, why aren't you talking? Because I don't want to hear myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something that's an inappropriate joke. It would have been funny, but it doesn't work here. Um, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, hey, that's a lot going on, um, and, and that'll be fun. Um, so I, I would I would go back to uh, to noting here that um, 
we start with football. And, you know, I I can't wait to watch this spring game. I want to start with that. I want to say that in, in the aftermath, which sounds ominous, of the scrimmage, I don't mean it to sound ominous, in the aftermath of the scrimmage, I want to say that um, I'm intrigued by the spring game because there are too many situational things that happen in scrimmage to really tell us the story. And that's just, that's not, that's not a bad thing. That spring, you're working on things, you're working guys in, you're getting reps for guys, you're experimenting with different combinations of guys, you're putting people in situations, whether that's down or distance or time, part part of the field, whatever it might be, and, and you're seeing who works well together and who doesn't. So it's not always a true look at what the team would look like if this were a game today and we were calling it the best we could to put our guys in the best possible situations. That's not what's going on in scrimmages. And and so it, it can be frustrating for me because on the one hand, I think that we've seen and we can circle quite a few guys that we have every reason, really good reason, to be excited about for when the season comes around. Like guys that we just think are going to play well, attributes of this team that I think have been uh, strengthened uh, either through – uh, a transfer. So I'll give you a good example. I think I think Tatum Bethune is is a star. I think I think that you got a guy that you got you convinced to come here who who once again you're going to hit on. They're really good in the transfer portal. They're really good. This staff is really good at evaluating which guys do what and how they would help you. And he elevates that linebacking core, and his consistency of play allows you to play he and Deloach. You're pretty much only going to have two guys out there at any one time at linebacker. The positions change so much. Offenses have changed so much. The rules have changed so much that you pretty much are constantly in at least a nickel of some sort. So, you know, you've got two good players at linebacker, and then you got two guys that are more than adequate depth guys at linebacker. That room was so elevated by the presence of one transfer in Tatum Bethune. So I can't wait to to watch them in action. I also hold my breath that they don't get hurt, that nobody gets hurt, because you're still pretty thin. Um, we love the interior of this defensive line and the depth that they have, and we know we're going back to a talking point here. I think that we can say with certainty, most of the time it's hard in spring, you can say with certainty that the the up-the-middle part of this defense is just good. I mean, they're good. Like, I'm not saying they're good against us on offense. They're good, period. I think that's who they are. I think they're good. They got good players there. Going to the back end with Robinson and Dent and those guys, they're good. They have figured it out back there. Now you've got two good linebackers. Now you have a depth of talent in the middle to, to really clean it up, right? That, I think we can say. And that group is crushing this offense, and I think they're going to dominate a lot of offenses. So, okay, that's not so bad. What's maddening is in on the other side, what do I have? Well, if my ones are out there against the ones on defense, I've got a group that's going to get shut down, which makes it pretty impossible for me to know exactly what we are offensively this spring. Is Jordan better? I think probably so. I think he's better. I think he's going to be your starter. I know. I have no doubt Tate has gotten a lot better, so you feel better about his growth this spring, and apparently he wasn't terrible in the scrimmage. He was pretty good in the scrimmage here, but again, situationally, a little bit different situation. He wasn't going against the first-team defense, and so it's kind of hard to know. Um, 
And I think that running back room is a lot better than I anticipated it being. I don't think you have a lot of tight end, and I wonder what you have at receiver. You've been improved with Micah Pittman. We know that. I don't think that you can count on Johnny Wilson to be consistently great. Uh, Malik McClain and Portier hopefully have taken another step forward. You know, it would have been nice to see. Um, There's Ja'Kai, who had a really, really good start to camp. Yeah. It's, it's cooled a little bit, but still, yeah. there are portions of um, practices where he's hardly coverable because he can just blaze and go by you. And he looks more polished. Yeah, it, I, I think the thing that you end up with is... You know, you're going to have some question marks coming out of the spring, and it's just so hard because we're antsy and we'd like to have these things, the, the riddle be solved. I want everything solved in a nice way, and it's not going to be. I also want to assess and provide context for our listeners and our viewers, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I want to, I want to have a fair-minded conversation where I allow for enough room uh, for players to get better, you know, to not say, well, this is what they are, finished product right now. Because that's not fair to anybody. There are players who continue to get better every day, especially guys that came in and are still learning what they're being asked to do. You know, it's hard to play fast if you're learning. So I'm not saying that they're a finished product yet. I am saying that I think there's some areas where we're going to be like, hmm, okay, this will be intriguing to see. Do they address any of these things in the transfer portal? I think offensive line is an area I'm concerned about. But to be fair, it doesn't sound like. From what we can tell, Caden Lyles took many snaps. I don't think he did. I'm not sure he even played. I project him to probably be, so long as he understands what they're asking him to do, the starting center. I think you do too, uh, based on the physical. It should be. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, if he doesn't play, that's a problem, especially against the group I just described as the strength of your team. You're going to get your ass waxed at that point, and it sounds like they did, which kind of shuts down everything at that point. I also think that. Their efforts to get Lloyd Willis up to speed and to be able to to play as a starter, which allows them to shuffle, that hasn't worked. But I'm sure he's seen growth. Coach Atkins could probably speak to that certainly better uh, than I can here this afternoon. But um, where is he at? Do they feel like he's going to be a player in the fall? Uh, did they use this spring exclusively to try to, to, to see, is that something he can do? Because if it's not, you're going to have to address it in the portal again, right? So – they're just there's a lot there that you have to ask yourself about what this team can be. I think they're going to be pretty good on defense. I think the problem with that, the whole conversation that centers around them being pretty good on defense. I think the defense has had more wins than not this camp. I believe the defense has taken a big step forward in the sense that, and you heard it from Fuller in his post-game presser, post-scrimmage presser, they are so much better at communicating. They're so much better at working together. Remember when I got the most angry about our defense? My catchphrase every day was, they don't look very coordinated now, do they? They never looked coordinated. That's problematic. And that speaks to you at that time, your defensive coordinator. They're not coordinated. They look coordinated now. And better and better every time you hear them talk about the results, you realize that They've got a, a linebacker who's very vocal. They've got safeties who've bought in and understand. They're getting the other guys lined up properly. Uh, Duke Cooper has come a long way, and you can just you know you can count on him. Sounds like they're starting to get some answers at that other corner. You feel pretty good about their overriding coordination and talent defensively. But you know what I know, Tom? 
The modern game of football is an offensive game. It used to be you could ride a defense to championships, can't anymore. Even the best defensive teams are giving up 30 points in big games against powerful offenses. So you could set them up, they could coordinate, they could speak, they could be very, very verbal and, and, and have a depth of understanding and a rotation you feel good about, and you know that you're still going to have to put up some points because no matter how good you are defensively, the games, the rules, the way the game is called anymore requires you to win some games offensively. Well, and that's why this week is just so complex. There are a lot of layers to the product that you want to put on the field Saturday for the world to see. Even though we've been to every practice and there are good moments, and we can tell you, you still won't believe us about you know Tate. Like you no, really sure. won't in your heart. You or, won't believe it. I won't believe it. Right. What if he goes out there and looks lost and freezes right. again? Well, then right. what did this camp mean? It might change the, the scope of the conversation for the summer as to what you do in the portal or what you look for. I mean, I, it could be that strong if it's if it's as bad as it was last year. For oh, example, well, I don't think yeah. it's going. I don't to think be. It I don't, be I don't think it's going to be yeah. either. But it's tough because the defense, as you're describing, is more ready made. You kind of know who the ones are, except for maybe one position group. So much so that they don't want to play Cooper and love it because they're such known commodities that they want to get the twos in that defensive interior rotation ready to go. Whereas on the offense, there is a ton of mixing and matching going on. So how is it if you've got a group of five on the offensive line that have hardly played together, you expect them to hold up if you've got stunts and twists and overall strength from the D-line? That short circuits everything. Also, you're not exactly going to run the things that Jordan Travis is strong at in practices or scrimmage situations for one reason, because he's not live. And secondly, you know we can do that. So you're going to want to put these players in different positions, completely more difficult agree, positions. Completely agree. Well, you. when you're trying to do the evaluation game of who's really winning, hard. it makes it impossible. Yeah. And also, throw into the mix, this is a weird week for me, scheduling-wise, just the way the coaches have laid this this out. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So you have a practice again on Friday before the spring game Saturday. Three consecutive days. Now, Friday's got to be a walkthrough. I would say, that's what I said last week, you're not hitting Friday. You're going to be hitting live in the scrimmage on uh, for the spring game. You're not hitting Friday. So I, what are you doing? You're mocking a walkthrough on Friday? But but here's the difference between this week of spring camp and a normal game week. You would be installing with an eye towards Saturday all week long. I don't know if they're going to do that this week. Maybe they will, but would that be at the expense of the development they're trying to get and some of the answers they're trying to find? Because it's really important, here's the bottom line with all that, it's really important that we look impressive to boosters and recruits. I know, well, it recruits. could be about the long game of getting better, but you want to put a, a, an entertaining product on the field, and I know, speaking just from personal uh, experience, when we walked off that or walked out of the IPF two Thursdays ago and the offense lit it up, there was more buzz amongst the media members when the offense lit it up. Because it never happens, and they've struggled in that area, but especially in the passing game, and they were clicking on all cylinders in the passing game. I think this is a conundrum, Tom. I think I understand what you're saying. You want to put out an entertaining product. It's a, it's a showcase. It's an exhibition. It's all those things. It's branding, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we had – I know you weren't here for it at the time, but, I mean, Willie ensured they were offensively explosive during his spring game sure. showcase, and they sucked – they As know. we know, yeah. So he I also induced, I would think, a lot of goodwill with uh, donations and such. And as we're trying to, and you it know. mattered not at all. It didn't make <laughs> well, any bit of difference whatsoever. I don't care about that. I don't care if the boosters are excited or not for the spring game. I, it's a, it's an exhibition. It's a practice. It's not a real game. I, I, so you'd play the long game. Uh, I'm playing the long game because if the I defense care. shuts everything down, no, so what? You get out of here. Thanks for your ten to. bucks. No, they're not going to though. They're not going to because you're going to set it up 
to where you can have some fun. I mean, you can you can pull the first string defense and put the second string defense in there and have your starters out there to light their ass up for a few minutes so you don't look completely inept. You can calculate this to make it somewhat entertaining. But I'm not going out of my way to put on a fireworks show for people at a spring game because I don't think it makes a damn bit of difference. Besides, they get the big uh, whoopity doo country guy afterwards, don't they? So I'm saying it's a safe assumption. I mean, I, I'm saying that. Uh, that you got to care more about the development of certain players that, that you want to find out about some things with the lights on. Because there is a greater intensity in a spring game, and there is more importance put on certain aspects of it, not all. Uh, that's why they got so mad last year when, when our boy froze, uh, Tate froze. It was like, okay, we're <laughs> these plays are set up for you to succeed, and you can't pull the trigger. If that happens again, then you're right. That does dictate terms right. as far as what you might do in the offseason. Um, I don't think it's going to, but... I would care more about seeing how these guys play when it's fast, you know, under the lights with fans and, you know, it's limited fans, but it's still fans. And and so you're going to see how the younger players who've come along so nicely, think about all the young guys that have really looked good. I think of like AZ Thomas, how, how much is he going to play in the regular season? Cause he's pushing for time. He had a good scrimmage. He's pushing for time. Now McCall is a boomer bus guy right now because he's so long and athletic. He makes plays. You know, when we've been at practice, there have been days where you're like, ooh, that's, you don't know what you're doing there, do you? That's okay. It's okay. You don't know what you're doing. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to be in high school right now. That's fine. I'll live with that. But how quickly can you know what you're doing? Because I love that length. I love that athleticism, and I love that intensity. So spring is about that. How quickly can we get him to know? Because there is still a fall. We've got time. It's just there's a lot of juggling going on. It is hard to get a proper evaluation to provide context for our listeners. There are guys that I think have been really good additions. Verse has been a really good addition. Sounds like he had a good scrimmage again. He plays fast. He's athletic as all hell. If he knows where he's supposed to be, he's going to be fine. We'll see. Um, I think that, again, Tatum Bethune, I keep coming back to him. You've got a plug-and-play linebacker to bolster a group that is thin and not as talented as you'd like it to be. You brought him in. Bam. Got a guy who's he's almost a pro. You listen to him talk. You watch the consistency with which he plays, the intensity with which he plays. That guy's got his eyes on the NFL. He's going to put good tape out there. He's going to make people better because he knows it's important for, A, them to do that in order to win games, but, B, he wants to look good. He's trying to elevate stuff. Nothing wrong with that. That's a win-win. That's a Jermaine Johnson situation. So you've got that. You've got other guys that have stepped up because it's their time to step up. We wrote an article about it on Warchant.com. McClendon's time to step up, right? Okay, it's happening. I think that he's going to be a good player for us this year. Uh, the safeties get it. We knew Robinson was good. It looks like Dent's getting better and better all the time. That's good news. That means there's buy-in and communication. Uh, these are all things that are important, but I do worry they're not deep enough or talented enough at offensive line. I do worry they're not deep enough or talented enough at wide receiver. And I can't get a read for just how lacking those groups are because the one defense right now is dominating the offensive line and plays break down, and you don't get a chance to know just where we're at. Yeah, so the question is, I mean, Jordan, of course, will not be live again. That would be stupid. But do you call more plays like you would on a game week, or do you continue to work on things in the game, um, you know, maybe some things that Jordan isn't as good at that you're trying to get good reps in? Right, that's hard, right? Because you're trying to get good reps, so you're working on stuff which can right. look clunky. That's what I'm saying, yes, yeah. both on the offensive line and a quarterback. I think well, I think that's good. Well, I know that's going on. Well, right and I don't think answer, I see it. Yeah, but the answer to the question, Tom, is, is again, if you can't block, if, let's say Caden Lyles isn't playing, and I can't block this group. You ain't blocking Big Coop up front. You're not – 
not with what we have currently at center. So, uh, right, you're reading off the edge at that point. You're playing the zone read game, and you're rolling out, and you're making throws, which well, we he can't do. He can't do. We, we already know it. Yeah. I mean, so so what do I know? I don't know anything. I know what I knew last year. That's what. That's the problem with this. That's the problem with this. And it's nobody's fault other than you're just a work in progress, other than you're trying to get better, you're trying to mix and match. You have some guys that are out with injury uh, or that you're limiting reps. Yeah, well, here's what you can know is – if the ball can leave his hand in a timely manner, are we creating separation? That's something you can tell from the stands or watching at home on Saturday. You can see, have the receivers done a better job of creating separation, getting open, winning contested passes. Yeah. We've seen that in droves in practice. Compared to last year, I would use the term droves. It will happen again at the spring game. That would I think that would do a lot. If Johnny Wilson makes two or three plays, if Micah Pittman makes two or three, Jared Verse does – now all of a sudden people are looking at, oh, these are the players that I was hoping we'd see an impact from. You give them a little bit of satiation there. Hell, if Trey Benson breaks one. You know, people will get excited about he that a, too. He had, he had a big – apparently he had a good good scrimmage here again. A zero to 60 at that size is awesome. They're, they're okay at running back. I don't really worry about it because they've had other guys step up too. You have had a walk-on step up. You've had an incoming player step up. You've had a veteran player step DJ up. DJ Williams signing last Thursday in practice. Unbelievable. And apparently had another good run in, in, in this scrimmage. Yep. you got a Trace Ward has been consistent. I'm not worried about running back. Uh, the groups I worry about on this team are offensive line, tight end, wide receiver. And by the way, that sucks because they're all three on the offensive side of the ball. And that is what I worry about. And I think those are the legit worries going into the season. I don't think that changes after Saturday. I don't think it changes after we see this week. Well, what what could change, though, is let's say we all agree, and let's say the coaching staff did, that if you've got a number one priority for the Portland's offensive line. Yes. What's the second one? Is well, it offensive line again? I'll tell is you it next. Tight oh, I'll ooh. tell you next Spicy. right here on the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Yes, we'll tackle the baseball series. Yes, we'll look at the Final Four. Yes, we'll look at tonight's national championship game. Yes, we'll have a sneak peek brief little thingy in the second hour on Major League Baseball getting started. Damn it, we got a lot going on. Woohoo! Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Jeff Cameron Show. Good Monday, everybody. Thanks for listening on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, and thanks for watching on War Chant TV. Florida State got swept over the weekend by Notre Dame. I'll touch on it momentarily. Tom asked me a question before the break about uh, transfer portal needs. As we assess what this spring has shown us, who's gotten better, the areas of relative strength, uh, 
areas of weakness where we're thin, perhaps you you know your star going down away from having a real problem. I think that's true at a couple places, and that's part of that rebuild when you're trying to get back to where you want to be. It doesn't happen overnight. Maybe you're going out and you're finding a guy that you can plug and play who looks the part, but you know that football is a war of attrition. And so you worry about if anything happens, knock on wood, it doesn't. I think they're incredibly thin on the offensive line, Tom. I think that if it, it – well, and I'll tell you something else. I think that if you if you projected the five starters that I think are likely to begin the season against Duquesne up front, A, that group is not good, but they're probably average with a chance against the middling teams to certainly hold their own and maybe even have some good days. Against the better defenses that they'll face, they will not consistently win that matchup, and you're going to have to create angles and do the stuff that Atkins does such a good job of. You're kind of going to have to to win with a little bit of trickeration, right? You're going to have to do some things you don't typically want to have to do. Um, if you lose any of those starting five, you got a real problem. And, you know, last year they had guys take turns missing games or starts or quarters or halves. Then you're right back where you started with that group again this year if that were to happen. So, like you said before the break, we know that a point of emphasis in the offseason will be to probably, if there's a guy out there you like, you don't take people just to take them. You know, you don't want to muddy the waters and clutter the roster, take up space by bringing in guys that can't play. You know, last year, for example, uh, I'll just name a player who who I, I'm really a, a suspect evaluation. I don't know why they brought in. This isn't an offensive lineman. I don't know why they brought in Kushney last year. I I think they had one more spot, and that was the best available player yeah, they could well, he, get. Yeah, it, it, he's not at this level. Can't be here. Shouldn't be here. Was a waste. So that's what I'm saying. You don't do. You don't do that. So don't just take a guy because he's available and he's in the transfer portal and you need that position. If he can't play, don't do that. So, But maybe they get lucky because last year they got lucky. Uh, Dylan Gibbons became available. Clearly they thought enough of him, even with very little tape to go on, given the pedigree of Notre Dame's offensive line and the, kind, the caliber of players they've been able to recruit to that offensive line and produce to the next level. They figured, you know what, he's a backup. But, man, they thought enough of him coming out of high school, St. Pete, that they said, all right, let's, let's bring him in, Clearwater, wherever he was. So the point is, if you get a guy like that, I would do it. You and I have talked about it. doesn't matter if he's a guard, whatever, do it, and, and shuffle the deck, and you're better off. Yeah, because the lineup doesn't necessarily make sense right now. You're starting five on, on the offensive line. Like, I think, all things being equal to this point, Darius Washington is better off playing tackle than he is guard. So now you still have a need at guard. Is that Maurice Smith that slides in there? No, no. Is it Gibbons over to right with Smith at, at center? Like, uh, Or sorry, Lyles, excuse me. Lyles at, at right guard with, with Smith at center and, and Gibbons on his left? Is it... Estes? Is it Schrader? Yeah, so is you're it, making my point. Right. So go get an offensive lineman or... Can Harris play right guard? I don't know. I mean, that's a tough ask. So I, I'm going to tell you that I would take two offensive linemen if you could find Right. Them. It was about the, the second slot. I think mean, yeah. we all agree that number one is offensive line. What yeah. would be the second take? I would do that. I would, I would grab a second offensive lineman. If he's... You know, again, 
You have to hope that's, that there's a disgruntled player who's going through a camp right now at a big-time program who sees that he's not going to get the, the, the reps that he thought he was going to get. There are nine other dudes that are doing quite well. Or, or, or he's a guy that's played some and is just looking for a change of scenery. Maybe he's a kid like Gibbons was from the state of Florida who's tired of being wherever he is, preferably Wisconsin or Notre Dame, and he decides that he wants to come here. You know, that kind of stuff happens. And you go, okay, well, come on down, finish out your career here. In the Sunshine State, maybe you get lucky like that. But if we're just talking about pressing positions of need, I, I think I would bring in two offensive linemen. And and hopefully they're guys that can can help you right now. But even if one of them is and the other is a guy that's going to be here for a couple of years, okay, I'd look that direction too. What's interesting for me is, like, I hear you and, and I agree. You wouldn't be wrong to go get two offensive linemen that can help you and, and mm-hmm. you know fill in at a pinch. And it's easier said worst. than done, I understand. But I return back to another position, linebacker. No, I'm with you. So that was my third. Yeah. So let's say they go in the offseason. If gets hurt, where are you? You're in trouble. You're going back to where you were a year ago, which isn't uh, the end of the world, but it's not an elite group. It's just all of a sudden, um, you know, Kalen is a great player, uh, or he's become a good player. Uh, I really trust him. Great now. development to become uh, a good player. Yeah, yeah. he's become yeah. a good player. I like him. I really like him when, when he's not the guy. When, when Tatum's the guy – and you play him alongside him, okay, we've got a little something there. And then, you know, for just to spell those guys, when Lundy comes in and Gaynor comes in, then you've got, you know, sufficient uh, guys to take reps, not not game changers. But that's fine. Uh, I That's third. I would take a linebacker. Uh, now, I don't know how many guys are looking to get when this all shakes out, but you've got to assume that uh, they're, they're, they're looking at what we're looking at and I don't know if they agree on the numbers. I don't know if they say, yeah, Jeff, I'm with you. We're, we're going to get two offensive linemen, one offensive lineman. I don't know because that would dictate you know, only so many guys you can bring in. If you figure out that you're going to lose four players, five players of your own, and you've already lost two this spring, okay? So now let's just say, you know, so Rand left. You're like, okay, well, have a good day. That's fine. Good. Anybody else um, for that matter? Obviously, Brownlee left. It was less than ideal, but you're in a position position to withstand that. I'm going to assume a couple other guys will be like, okay, this ain't for me. I'm not going to make it. You know, I'm getting passed up. And- yeah, defensive back, receiver, tight end room, and uh, I think even defensive well, interior. God forbid. I mean, I think you could lose four tight ends. That'd be yeah. fine. Um, I'm, I'm not hearing any rumblings of, of you know people being angry. It's just you're looking at the numbers. There, there are veteran defensive linemen, interior guys, who may be getting pushed by freshmen who are early enrollees and Daniel Lyons and Bishop, Bishop Thomas, Thomas, like already – so that would be a place I'd look as a potential candidate. But receiver defensive back, I think, would lead the way as two segments. Yeah, so so I don't, you know, again, how many leave dictates how many you can bring in. So if four leave, five leave, you've got an opportunity to, again, reach out for the help you need in the areas of weakness. Offensive line, ideally I'd grab two. I would grab, um, frankly, a linebacker. I agree with you on that. I also think, by the way, that I would grab a receiver. I I don't love their receiving core. I don't. They've added to it. I think they got really screwed by the injury and the car accident. That stinks. I mean, that's he was going to play. Um, but I don't think that Wilson's a player that I can trust series in, series out yet. I really like what we've seen from Pittman without question. I think he's going to be a, a, a difference maker. 
Um, but they're just not deep enough and talented enough there. So I, if there's a guy out there who's 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 played and played well in the Power Five level who's interested in leaving for whatever reason, he got passed over. Um, then I would I would look at that. I'd look at a receiver, and I think then from there you can kind of I don't know. I, I don't a really good H back could change everything about this offense. So you're, too. you're gonna yeah. Uh-huh. So tight end slash H back. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't think that's likely. I maybe maybe uh, it would be interesting. I mean, Cam McDonald's what he is. He's a, he's a serviceable player who looks like a, a star, he, you know, to look at him. I don't think they have a second guy, right? Well, listen, the, I don't know why I keep doing that. I said it a week ago. I said it the week before that. I, the problem this spring at that position, besides there are too many guys in that segment group that simply can't play at this level, is that Wyatt Rector is better right now than Cam McDonald. He has been in every practice we've been at. He's been better. Period. Well, that's a problem. Maybe uh, Josh Burrell finds a home there. Who knows? Yeah, but it's just... agree with you. Yeah, Mark Easton had a big catch on, on Thursday. Douglas. You know, I, mean, I know. Yeah, I know who he is. Maybe he can block <laughs> a little bit for you. I don't know. Well, that That's the one position where you were mad about it consistently. You are consistently mad about it. You should be. But it finally, to me, it's starting to hit me at the week of the spring game. I'm going, you know, if this is such a difference-making position, how hard? why is it so hard to pitch to a kid that we could build something around you? You could be doing everything in this offense for us. Because it would it would add a dimension. How many pages of the playbook would open up right, if you right, had a guy right, that yeah. you could trust yeah. to play the three-back, as they call it? Yeah, they don't, they don't have it right now. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. China God's own dying son. Straight from it's Jeff Cameron show on a busy Monday and a fun week, man. Just keep saying it out loud. We get the Masters this week. We have the national championship game tonight. I'm taking Kansas. We've got start of Major League Baseball. We've got the spring game this Saturday. And, um, man, it's just fun. It's fun to have so many things on the uh, on the ledger. And, hey, for that matter, I guess it was – I didn't watch it, but I saw the result. Um, UConn finally lost a championship game. There you go. Apparently they were kind of like underdogs to get there. UConn was? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there it is. Good for them. Uh, so, so uh, back to this. Uh, Florida State got swept. And what's maddening about the sweep is obviously the first two games. Or I guess you could say all three games could have gone either way. The first two especially where you have, oh, that first game, man, you waste an incredible pitching performance from Messick. So I don't get as mad about those kinds of losses. Uh, when you get undressed in a, in a series, let's say, and then you get concerned, you know. Like if you go into a series and you lose a game nine to one, it's and it's all one side. Then you lose the next game, the second game in the series, ten to two. Then you roll around on a Sunday and go out there and get pasted. Then it's like, oh well, okay, 
This was thorough. When you get games that go into extra innings tied at zero. <laughs> okay. Well, at least it was like an hour and 40 minutes to get to extras. That game flew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, both pitchers were just great, you know, and you just kind of nod the cap. Uh, and and even the uh, you know the the Saturday game you end up you know there it is tied at four and uh, and you lose that game and give it up late I I guess we're getting back to a theme that I think is fair they got to figure out this bullpen you got to figure out the bullpen it's it's not a bullpen I trust right now there's there's plenty of arms that I do like. Uh, I, there are guys that I think are candidates. Like if you, for example, were to say, "I'd like to, uh, I'd, I'd like to move on from Scolaro," let's say, let's say you were to say that because you, you've made mention of him before. I've made mention of him before. He right now draws the ire of most of the fan base, um, and you know that they were trying to give him every chance to get back to what he was because he has shown the ability to be really, really good, um, and they're hoping that he could get back to it. But if you don't think it's going to happen and it's time to move on and he's cost you one too many games because you've tried to give him that opportunity, okay, fine, that's a fair criticism. That's fair to say, okay, I think, I think, I think the time is up. I think he got kind of screwed by a management error, though, on Saturday where you've got second and third, one out, mm-hmm. and the lead runs on second base. Yeah. So you're not doing anything crazy to walk the bases loaded and give yourself a force out. In that first at bat, it's screw you, Tom, because Scalaro got a strikeout on three pitches. Yes, he did. But you're running the odds. This isn't a guy who tends to miss bats that often. Yeah. Well, it's one of the reasons that I'm less enamored with him to begin with. I, right. I want to miss bats. But given that we are, and according to the preseason interview, we're much he- we're, we're leaning on analytics a lot more as a program. That's what Meat said this year. I don't know how the numbers don't say walk the bags loaded in that situation to give yourself a force if the ball's going to be put in play. In large part, you can move your infield back with one out, which they they got away with it. They got the strikeout. But with two outs, that chopper is an inning-ending, game-ending 4-3 or 4-6, or whatever it is on the mm-hmm, putout. Mm-hmm. Ball game's over instead of being down 5-4. to four. So when, when you've got a razor's edge weekend where you go in extras with no score, yeah. and then you're up by two late, even in the ninth inning, it's you're up by one, it's 4-3, to three, second and third, one out. I think in that situation, Scalaro pitched well enough to win. It's unlucky, except for the fact that you could have done something to help him in that moment and help your defense, take the pressure off your defense, which yeah. has been struggling of late. So that's the game where I'm looking at the three, and I go, damn it, man, come on now. I understand baseball can be baseball, but that was within our control on Saturday. Yeah, and, and that's a that's a fair uh, question to bring up, and I think that a lot of people in the moment did. It's not afterwards. It's not results oriented. You're you're asking it beforehand, which it was screw me in the first situation because he gets a strikeout well, to force two but, outs. But that's also but, yeah. a result. You know, again, we we're we're talking right, about right. just the philosophy there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then listen on a Sunday, uh, on a Sunday, I'm going to need my starter to not have back to back weeks. One against Duke, one one against Notre Dame, where he's getting lit up. Uh, in the first three innings. Uh, five runs in three innings, I, well, look, man, I'm going to need you to be better. He's my guy. Uh, that's not a managerial problem. You put out your Sunday starter who's got great stuff and at times have looked dominant. He's had back-to-back bad starts. When he misses, he misses out over the middle of the plate, and that's his biggest problem because he strikes a ton of people out, so you know the stuff is filthy. 
I can't have you missing belt high over the middle because yeah. good teams do that with it. And he was on the brink. We were having a conversation that, hey, man, if these Friday-Saturday guys struggle again, are you going to get bumped up no, a day? Yeah, right. And that was resoundingly answered with Ross Dunn's last two starts. Last two starts. But, I mean, uh, am I going to tell you that I think Ross Dunn can't pitch because he's had two bad starts? No. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's just – that sucks. That sucks your starter went out and had a bad day. The other part about Saturday, just that's the one where yeah. it's in my crawl. Crowell, I know that the ERA has been shrinking rapidly of late. He's been mm-hmm. pitching better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Davis Hare in that situation maybe starts the inning. I, I, maybe you're still working on things, but you're down yeah. a game in the series. Let's go with Davis Hare and, and end this thing, uh, you know. The good news is that between him and Baumeister and guys like that, you, yeah, you yeah. got arms, man. You got yeah. some guys. They're 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 going to be all right. I think if you want to get concerned, if if you have a growing concern, and this is the funny thing. Baseball is the toughest sport to. I mean, when you engage in it emotionally, it is very difficult. It's it's because you can win games that you didn't deserve to win, and get a false sense of who you are. So you can watch, like, Florida State, let's say Florida State won the Friday night game that went to extras tied at zero, all right? And then you find a way to hold on and win that Saturday game, and then you just lose the Sunday game. This is a very different conversation. Well, how close was that to happening? And then your counter could be, well, you didn't win those games. Right, right, you didn't, you didn't. Yeah, I would also point out that this team and this program has numerous times been in way worse shape, and we've all said they're screwed, only to watch them go to Omaha, including the series that you and I went to in Baton Rouge, at which point they were 30-something games into the season at 500. And then they figured it out, and they went and beat LSU uh, and went on to the College World Series. So what I'm looking at instead of an individual weekend result, good or bad, good or bad, because I think that you have to stay consistent with that, is do you have when it's put together, a team that can win at an elite level, can go ahead and win big series, can win an ACC, can get to uh, to where they're you know obviously capable of winning regionals and getting out to Omaha. I think right now from a pitching stand- standpoint, the answer to that is, is likely yes. I think what's less certain right now is where we're at with these bats. Now, to have a simultaneous across-the-board power outage Contact outage is disconcerting. It is also kind of baseball. But, man, I got, what do I got, like six guys, seven guys right now in my lineup that can't hit water if they fall out of a boat. Yeah, and I just did the numbers. I was running the numbers there. The strikeout rate is up this year. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that is a fair yep. and problematic situation. Our number two forthcoming. Stay with us. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. 